Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. Three of the core four have assembled in the war room yet again. We are joined by a guest, so there will be four of us drafting. I am Ben Jammin, and I am joined by Matt, What's Dylan, good? and Corey. Yeah. The timer has started because we're getting deep into this biz. Today, we will be drafting 95 movies. That's right. Taking a look back to 1995, we're going to draft some movies. 1995. 1995. Mm -mm -mm. Like I said, I'm joined by Matt, Dylan, and Corey. Corey, newbie to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Longtime listener, first time guest. Yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome. We're excited to have you. Let's see. Let's do a little check-in. How's everybody doing? Dylan. How you doing, boss? I'm good. I was six years old in 1995, so naturally, I'm very excited to reminisce about being six years old. Um, no, there's like a lot of great movies in that year, and I'm super excited to dive into the pod and kind of see what we all have to say about those movies. So that's how I'm doing. Nice. Corey? Um, I was 17 in 1995. And, uh, I, you know, so there's maybe a, a little bit of a, a, a different nostalgia. Um, that also being said, um, how I'm doing right now as a, as a 42 year old, um, trying to get back into the swing of exercise as like exercise opportunities are opening up I'm a little sore right now. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna lie. Trying, <laughs> trying to do a little too much all of a sudden. So what have you been doing? Uh, swimming and, uh, getting back out onto the ice, doing some hockey and wow, that's a workout. Nice. And, uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm a little beat up right now, but also feeling good at the same time. Yeah, well, we're glad you're not so beat up that you couldn't make it in. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good. Unlike uh, everybody else at this table, I was exactly one year old when this <laughs> this particular year came around. I will also say 1995 leads me to thinking about the 1995 Mariners, which also leads me to thinking about how much of a joke that franchise is, much to the chagrin of myself. <laughs> I just, I mean, I love baseball to death, and I love the Mariners, and like, if in my world life was getting good as a marriage saying like I was born in the heyday and then like 2001, I was finally becoming cognitive of their success. And I was like, hell yeah, this is what it's going to be like. I'm a little kid. Ichiro is awesome. And now, you know, you're fast forward 20 years later and I've just been hanging out, just doing what I'm doing. And now their pre ex president is a racist joke of a person. Um, yeah, it's pretty depressing, but that 1995 leads me down that spiral of hell. So there you go. I'm Dude. here for your man. Yeah. But being a Bills fan, it was like almost the same ride. So you're due. I'm due. You're due. I'm overdue. That, that timeline, what has it been? Like 18 years? 20 years. 20 years? Wow. I don't remember how long the Bills went. It might have been like 18. The Mariners now have the longest postseason drought of any of the major North American sports. Rough. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Like, Is there a light at all? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. There's some sweet prospects coming up. I'm, I'm hopeful, but then this clown of a person kevin mather comes out and spewing some racist crap to the bellevue rotary club it's like first of all why do rotary clubs even exist second of all you're the president of the franchise like what absolute hell so anyway i digress i could spend an hour about my gripes with them and you understand as a bills fan so yeah well at least we didn't have a racist guy you know it's true you got that on me wow <laughs> wow matt w real quick what like what is what do the mariners need to do at this point what do you think uh it's basically they need to strip it down to the studs. Not the not like the baseball ops, but like ownership. Ownership is a like absolute dumpster fire because they're a bunch of old rich white guys who have zero responsibility and they've had zero responsibility for over two decades now. Right? There's no there's like no transparency. It's mystery who the even people are. 
And yeah, that that's what needs to happen. New ownership. Bezos, Cheers. hit me up. Come on, <laughs> buy well, the team. Well, maybe don't hit Matt up. Don't hit he's me. He's not up. gonna be able to help you with that. But no. <laughs> fans' you know, perspective. You know yeah. what he means. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Cosmic Wizard King? What's up? Oh, you know, I heard some some great news from the media outlets that Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, I saw that. Oh man, they're yeah. about to create a whole extended universe, dude. The original creators creating Avatar Studios. That's some MCU. That's some Marvel Studio mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. That they're is no, big. They're no no longer worried about doing live action shit. They're gonna stick to what they know. Animation got movies in the works, and the movies they're doing are just like. Uh, Demon Slayer or My Hero Academia or even the some of the Naruto movies, they tie in to the storyline, right? So you got to see it between seasons two and three or wherever it falls. That's going to be a game changer. Looking forward to that. They got content planned for the next 10 to 15 years. Man. Corey, that's your kids. And, well, all the, exactly. And yeah. all of the what you just named, what you just listed off there. I mean, that's what all of the high school kids are so excited about right now. Like that's all like we had we had this this uh, conversation in class today about like what's what's tops in the anime world and you just listed off all of their faves so they, like the kids are super excited about it right now that's only going to feed that uh and keep it going yeah and i that's all i talk about with my students too it's like not class time let's talk about anime <laughs> <laughs> so true i really wonder where they're going to go with the storyline there's so much i mean they could I know that they filled in a little bit of the timeline between Airbender and Korra with comics, but it would be cool to see that playing out in an animated verse. I don't know if they're going to do like prequels or sequels. They said that they're not going to do anything with the original story. They're not going to retell it. It, The first time was good enough. That's good. They're not going to do anything from the comics. They want to do brand new stuff. Cool. But they're talking about going all over the timeline. Like there was talk of like a cyberpunk couple hundred years in the future whoa <laughs> yeah like that'd be be crazy so look forward to that more news will come in the months years to follow this statement well and that that's something that's missing from 95 you don't have those kinds of series you don't have that the universe uh component that you can dive into because i mean that really like keeps you going these are just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of one and done when we're looking at the movies or even even shows didn't have that kind of longevity Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, they attempted it, but then they got a little too big for the britches. Like yeah. the animated Spider-Man series, mm-hmm. dipping over with the X-Men and whatnot. It's like you see that they want to do it, but they just can't do it yet. Yeah. I don't think people were taking animation as seriously yet. I mean, obviously Disney was always a thing, right? People took that seriously, but I mean, like adults taking animation seriously. I don't know. Um, so I guess. Oh, we did have Dragon Ball Z though. I did see that. I don't know if y'all saw that in looking at 1995. There are some DBZ movies that come out at the time. But again, that's not on the same level as Avatar. So, like, you're right. There's just not that attachment. I don't know. Avatar's Mm -hmm. huge. It came out on Netflix last year, and it was the most streamed thing on Netflix. For sure. A show that was almost 19 years old. Still going. And it's an animation. Like, let's go. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Those are our plugs. 12 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, exactly. All right, we have a draft to get to. Again, if you haven't been paying attention, it's 95 movies. And you know, we figured out the draft order. This isn't, we don't set this up. We roll the dice, 30 sides. You know the chances, maybe, maybe not. Corey is number one. I don't know what the chances of that were. Right, the guest gets the first <laughs> pick. Yeah, it's I don't, almost like we're nice. You guys are just something. being polite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yes. like that shit. I appreciate that. It's, we manipulate. He's going to take my pick. <laughs> Absolutely. Dylan has the second pick. Matt will be number three, and I am number four. 
with a wraparound. Round one. Corey. So um, I, I don't think that there's a McDonald's pick necessarily here, but when we're looking at a, a when we're thinking about movies and how to like you know rate a, a movie's greatness, um, box office numbers are a factor to take in, but really influence. To what extent does this movie influence the future, the future of film, um, and the, the future of movie making and technology? So, when looking at 1995, the one movie that really like popped out to me was Toy Story. Yes, and yeah. I would have picked that first. I, I mean, it, it's so I don't know if it's a McDonald's pick, but it. it I, I would say it's a McDonald's. I think pick. So. I would yeah, too because that was what I was going to pick. <laughs> it it starts. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know if it's a genre, but it, I mean, it influences animation because you have all of, of the Pixar movies, of course. But even what Disney does with their animation is in line with what they started. Um, and so, Toy Story is it's accessible, like just from a movie standpoint, it's it's going to appeal to adults. They're hitting the nostalgia button for the parents in 1995, uh, and they're also like appealing to the kids, obviously, with the with the animation. The story's solid. Um, and I just think it's it's a rock solid movie out of 1995. Maybe maybe even maybe even the best movie out of 1995. I I wouldn't. It's, it's my favorite. God so. damn it! I wouldn't yeah. disagree. No, I wouldn't either. It's so fun. I mean, uh. and those themes are so relatable, right? Like accepting yourself, Buzz Lightyear. Like that's such a big theme. Or just like the theme of friendship between Buzz and Woody. Wow. I mean, like those. Like talk about accessibility, right? That's accessible. Damn good pick. Solid. Yep. Solid. 10 out of 10 for a first pick. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for a first <laughs> that's pick. How you go, first that's draft. how you come into the war room right here. Yeah. He had, well, now I'm like, yeah, but he had an easy pick. <laughs> he had a McDonald's pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Big D. Okay. For my uh, first pick, I'm actually going to go with what I think is number two. Maybe y'all will disagree, but Apollo 13. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the iconic film docudrama about the Apollo 13 mission to the moon, directed by Ron Hire, uh, Howard, features Tom Hanks, Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, among others. Apollo 13, some of you may or may not know, was the seventh crewed mission in the Apollo space program and third meant to land on the moon. Um, and you know what? It's an example of a successful failure because, I mean, look, the you know what's cool? Going to the moon. You know what's not cool? The little tin can taking you there and back, failing. And the crew managed to MacGyver their way out of a completely deadly, like, no-return scenario. Um, and the film just captures that so eloquently. And what's really cool is uh, Ron Howard and the rest of the crew worked hand in hand with NASA to be able to capture like uh, low gravity or no gravity scenarios and a, what a scenario inside of a, a manned uh, space vessel vessel would, would be like. Um, it's just a really iconic film. It was so well done. It's riveting. It's, it's great. So it has to be number two on this list. Really? Uh, I mean, not number two, but you know, it is number two next to Toy Story. I'm gonna well, be and it, it almost kind of lays the foundation for like, like space movies where you can explore like what happens when things go wrong. Mm -hmm. Like before, then you have things like the right stuff where it's all like triumphant and everybody's like, yeah, let's get in space, space race, yeah. <laughs> but then like after this, I mean, you have movies like Gravity and you know, uh, there's one with Jake Gyllenhaal that came out. I think it's like Life or Alive or something like that, where it's yeah. like, what happens when all hell breaks loose? And mm -hmm. Apollo 13 is like, hey, that's pretty compelling. They yeah. have all kinds of space movies. Mm -hmm. Interstellar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought this was one of the most well-rounded movies on the list. For sure. I mean, the, mm-hmm. like, you have the special effects, you have the, the suspense that it builds, yes. and, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's emotionally exhausting watching that movie, the, the way that you're like, ah, like brought up and brought, and brought back down. Com- mm-hmm. There's comedy throughout. Um, so, yeah, just overall, I thought that was the, the most well-rounded movie. Yeah, and this, the cast is killer, too. Yeah, star power. Yeah, Tom Hanks back to back. Kevin yeah, Bacon. Back back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin Bacon's like the like he's the douche of the film. Like yeah, he does everything he, wrong. He's one of the dudes of the nineties. Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. He was a nineties dude. And isn't it Bill Paxton? Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah. Ed Harris. Legendary. Yep. Yeah. And the movie made a shitload of money too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to Universal Studios in Hollywood and you're going down to the lower pavilion where they have some rides, they still have the cutout of the three of them with the um, I don't know the like capsule that they come down in. I don't know what the technical term for that is, but I think it is just the capsule. Yeah, yeah and you can yeah. take your picture with them. Still here. That's, That's cool. So cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Twenty six years go later. To space? Hell no. <laughs> I won't even go out on the ocean. I'm not fucking with space. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. That's do crazy. Space, no. It's crazy. Elon Musk, you go by yourself. <laughs> crazy motherfucker. No, yeah. He'll be with his Tesla. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you're up. All right. Well, there goes my first two picks. What do you got for me? I mean, you were the third pick. I know, there was right? no way you were going to get either of those. I know. I'm just <laughs> when I rolled that fourth pick, I said, fuck. Sour grapes. There All goes right. two. Just have fun with it at exactly, this point. Exactly, right? This is opens it up. All right. So I'm going to go with a uh, Robin Williams classic, Jumanji. Oh, I thought you were going Mortal Kombat. No, Jumanji. All right. Robin Williams classic. All right. It is also another one of those. Both, it's kind of got that family fun, a little bit suspenseful. It uh, it kind of appeals to a whole different genre of audiences. You have the adults who are like, oh, yeah, identify that with, like, looking back on your life and be like, I made some mistakes when I was younger. And then you got the kids who like the game aspect of it. Robin Williams, on top of his game, this is mid-'90s Robin Williams who's killing it. This is the time when he's doing flubber. You name it, he's doing it in the 90s, and he's absolutely on top of his game. And Jumanji is popular enough that they made – not I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's as good as the original, but the 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 ones with the rock that come out in the last couple of years are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But Jumanji displays that like what happens when a, a board game goes wrong and the whole world turns upside down and there's all mm-hmm. sorts of funny creatures. There's a young Kirsten Dunst in that Kirsten 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 don't know. I don't know one anyway, of them. She's yeah. in there. I mean it's a it's just a good fun comedy that also has some life lessons like Robin Williams his Peter character learns some things, and he's like, I should have taken personal responsibility as a kid. And then he goes back in time because he beats the game, and he's like, I just love you, Dad. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so emotional. And I fucked up that shoe. I'm exactly. so sorry. And then he becomes like a shoe mogul, and they have like this baller mansion at the end, and every, and they're the only ones that know, and it's like, oh, my God. So awesome movie, fun time. Everybody loves Jumanji. And it's just a fun word. Jumanji. Yeah, because yeah, isn't that crazy? At the end of the movie, during the game, mm-hmm. they learn that the kids' parents died in a ski accident. Yep. Then they're having like, the no, Christmas no, party. No. <laughs> they're talking about going on a ski trip. No, don't no. fucking go. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I had the board game. Did any of you have the board game? Yeah, it sucked. Oh, I remember getting oh. it with the expectations of like, yes, this is going to change my life. It didn't change shit. <laughs> yeah, Didn't even have a cool green orb in the middle. Just a stack of cards. Uh-huh. There are some high expectations for that one. You know what else was a letdown about that fucking game? 
the box was just a normal box. Yeah. I wanted been the wood, wood box. Yep. I wanted the, the dope wood box it and the been. magnetic pieces. Well, and this is the 90s, too, so they could have put, like, some, like, sounds in it, too, where you open it, it's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Hasbro. Yeah. I know you can ask China to make that shit. Yeah, they got Transformers at that time. Why can't you make me a Jumanji I mean, the Walgreens fish did that, so why can't a board game? Exactly. You put music in a fucking birthday card. Why can't you put it in a board game? Opportunity lost. Solid movie, though. Yeah. Great movie. Yay. Uh, fourth pick, no holds barred. I just get to pick whatever the hell I want because yep. I get two picks. Ooh. No consequences. Well, other than I might not get your vote. But you haven't been voting anyway. This is a plug to vote. Vote for vote. the winner at the end. I'm going to go with seven. Oh, that, nice. I, that was on my list. That was seven. On my list. Solid. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the <laughs> box? <laughs> that movie holds up today. Mm-hmm. Great. Absolutely. Early Brad Pitt. Season Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yes. Season detective, new detective. And it's got a, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he got, dude, he got canceled. Kevin Spacey. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. Oh, playing yep. the creep, which now makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah oh, it yeah. does. Dude, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen Seven, I don't know what fucking box you're living in. Iconic, what's in the box? What's in the box? Seriously. I mean, it, it's, it's been, it's rebirthed with all the meme culture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, whole new upbringing. I would say, like in lines from movies, iconic lines from movies. Ninety five has a lot of iconic lines. To infinity and beyond. Yes, mm-hmm. Houston, we, we have, have a, problem. a problem. Yes, what's in the box? Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Jumanji. Yeah. There's there's also a look in that movie. Just the like the style that it has. There's this darkness to it. Yeah. Um, that is that that you see kind of repeated over and over again with like Fincher. What what he he kind of continues that on. That's his theme. That's his style as yeah. a director. For and, sure. And you see that over over time, it just starts to 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 reverberate. Um, also the the suspense, like they manage to ha- like the things that you're thinking about are really disturbing. And they don't necessarily show. They show you some pretty disturbing images. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, there are some disturbing images. But but what they do takes your mind way farther with what's with what's going on. Like just how disturbing that movie is. He doesn't have to be that disturbing with what you're seeing because just what's going on is so disturbing. So, right. Kudos. Yeah, the movie's crazy, and those are hard movies to do. Those crime dramas to make them well like, and they, impactful in that way. And that's this is like ninety fives before like serial killers became really popular you know like yeah nowadays it's like oh what there's a serial killer streaming series on netflix hell yeah let's go back then they're like i don't know about that yeah (laughs) and the twist they pulled off the twist well i won't spoil the twist but man they just pull it off they i don't know it's really cool you're gonna want to know what's in that box yeah it's fucked up actually you may not want to know well you you do and you don't there you go. But that's the mark of a good movie. Yeah. It's like, what's in the box? It, yeah. It's in some. Sh- it's on some streaming service, guaranteed. I watched it a couple weeks ago. I don't remember where, but check watch. it out. It's a yep. good suspenseful watch, yeah. Yeah. Solid. That's the first round. Give me the facts. Which means Matt has some facts for us. Matt, what is good with I the do. facts? So we are obviously drafting the best of the best, or at least what we think is the best of the best in 1995 movies. But for my Matt fact, I'm going to flip it on its head. First of all, I'm going to tell you what the worst movie in 1995 was by ratings. Then we're going to talk about what do you think those ratings were. There's two different ratings, Rotten Tomatoes percentage and IMDb out of 10. The worst movie in 1995 by score was Top Dog with Chuck Norris. And I'll read you the description of this movie. Um, When terrorists threaten to blow up San Diego, heroic cop Norris is forced to collaborate with a canine partner. 
who seems to outsmart him at every step of the way. So, let's start off with Rotten Tomatoes. What percent Robin, Rotten Tomatoes do you think this movie received in 1995? Zero. I, I was going to say zero, but there's a canine involved. There's a dog. dog. And so, <laughs> there's going to be some critics out there that would be like, yeah, but that dog. Dogs, bro. Uh, so, I'm going to say, I'm going to go 10%. 10%? Y'all are way too low because there's a dog involved. 31%. Actually, it is 0%. What? No way. 0%. It's that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> and now let's go into the second rating. So IMDb out of 10. And you can include decimals here. What uh, What are you thinking out of 10? Knowing the Rotten Tomatoes is 0, what do you think out of 10? 5. 5? Okay. 3.6. 3.6? I'm going to say 4.4. Ooh, 4.3. Whoa. Boom, Mad Flex. Let's go. There I just had go. to stick with the 4s. But it is wow. pretty fascinating, though, right? You figure, like, dog. this is the era of Air Bud, so, like, anything with the dog should be pretty easy money, right? Mm -hmm. Or Homer And Pound. Chuck Norris? Like, come on! But I guess it was just the worst movie in 1995. The more you know. So bad I hadn't even heard of it. Yep. Exactly. But now you're going to watch <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be like, <laughs> you have to watch it now. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's, like, so bad it's good. Or it's just plain bad. Maybe nowadays it might be so bad it's good, but I guess in 1995, everybody's like, hell no. Well, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes stays zero, but maybe the IMDb is climbing. Exactly. Mm. Interesting. Top Interesting. Dog. Top Dog, check it out if you're into dogs. And Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. He's still alive, too. Still, still alive. Still looks pretty good, yeah. <laughs> still alive. Round two. Y'all, it is round two. I have the first pick of round two. I've got a bunch of different directions I could go. Oh. I feel like one of these, will it get picked? Will it get picked? How, is it bad if I pick a movie I've never seen? No. I do that sometimes. See, there's a movie I could pick that I've seen and a movie I can pick that I've never seen. But based on everything around it, it says that it's good. I mean, shit, it won the Academy Award in 95. It beat Apollo 13. So it has to be good. Think about this. Shit was almost three hours in 1995. And it won, oh. like, that means it had to, okay, fuck it. Just pick it. I'm going to yeah, pick Braveheart. Yep. All right. I'm going to go with Braveheart. Oh, you got to pick Braveheart, man. Hold. You got to pick Braveheart. Like I said, it won the Academy Award. It was the best film that year, as deemed by the Academy. There's a bunch of fucking white people, though, so who really cares? Did pretty good at the box office. It made $75 million, and now that's not a good rating, right? Except for the fact that the movie is just like five minutes shy of being three hours. It's a, it's a, it was it's two a long VHS That is a long-ass movie back in 1995. Yeah. Two VHS tapes. And the fact that it made $75 million at the box office? Mm. Wow. Two VHS tapes. Way to take me back to 1995. I yeah. remember because I, I, yeah. we rented it, and I, I, I always watch it and never brought it back. <laughs> There are not Sorry, Blockbuster. <laughs> no, there are not many two VHS movies I can think of other than Braveheart at Blockbuster and Titanic. Yes. The Right Stuff was another one also mentioned on this podcast so far. Okay. Oh, wow. Damn, didn't know that. Nice. Nice call out. There you go. So yeah, directed by Mel Gibson, starring Mel Gibson. And this is pre-crazy Mel Gibson, too. Yep, but yeah. still mad, egotistical Mel Gibson. It's true. He's still bad. He's like, I will direct myself <laughs> for Scotland. William Wallace. Dude, it's such a fun movie, though. It's so fun. <laughs> the action sequences are fantastic. Like yeah. he's he's stealing from people like Kurosawa, like with the a lot of the the old samurai movies, and like the sort of like sweeping its scope. And just some of the the battle scenes are gruesome, but I mean they're top notch. So mm -hmm. just just watching it for that, 
I think it's worth it, worth the time. Yeah, and the set oh, yeah. pieces too. I mean, it really takes you to like, I don't know, that culture group at that time, right? And and juxtaposes like the Scottish clans with the English, and then even the Scottish established like English kind of clans. I don't know. It's super cool if you nerd out a little bit on it. Yeah, it says like in in its um in its genres, biography, drama, history. You don't see history a lot. Mm-hmm. In genre, so props to you, Braveheart. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Matt, it is your pick. Uh, I got a few different ones I'm, I could go with here, but I'm going to go with a, uh, I got to get some kind of action in here, and I'm afraid if it doesn't, if I don't take it now, it might not come back around to me. I'm going to go with Bad Boys. Bad oh. Boys, Bad Boys. I'm talking a little Will Smith, Martin Lawrence action, 1995, when they are both balling, ballin'. balling. I mean, Will Smith drives a Porsche in this, and he's supposed to be just like a regular narcotics cop in Miami. But I guess if maybe if you are a cop in Miami, you drive a baller car. I mean, look at Miami Vice, right? But anyway. I mean, they're mo- all getting paid off by Epstein, so. <laughs> anyway, this is just a classic action movie that spawns a couple different sequels. I mean, they just came back, what, last year and tried to do it again, even though these guys are a little out of their prime. But nevertheless. Yeah, coronavirus kind of took the wind out of the sails yeah. in theaters. But anyway, Will Smith, again, this is like, this is Independence Day Will Smith. This is like the Will Smith you want to see. Martin Lawrence, he's killing it with Martin. Like, these guys are on top of their game, and it comes through. They got such good, like, buddy comedy banter. Sometimes they love each other. Sometimes they hate each other. Sometimes they're, like, weirdly, like, part of each other's families, but then also their families are like, get the hell out of here. And, of course, the classic plot of every good action film, you got to bust a narcotics ring. I mean, come on. So good. And the soundtrack's banging. The effects are banging. The actors are banging. Everybody's banging. It's a classic, great 90s movie. Bad Boys. The guy who directed that, is that Transformers director? Michael Bay. Michael That's Bay. his first okay. movie. Wow. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the name. Solid. Yeah. Yes. And and like what he's what he does, he he creates a style like that quick cut editing mm-hmm. that is going to be imitated and replicated. And also my wife and I call it Michael Baylight. Like, hey, let's go to the park. There's Michael Baylight out right yep. now because he would film at uh, at like dawn, basically, or just at sunrise and at sunset to create that low that get that low sunlight. Yeah. and you see it through all of his movies. It's just that that's Michael Baylight. True, mm-hmm. and just like you said, right? You get you see that copied time and again in the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, he's got recognizable styles. He'll go from the ground shit blown up to like sky view from mm-hmm. a fucking helicopter. You're like, mm-hmm. what? Oh my god! Yeah. All those explosions. <gasps> Always explosions. All the explosions. Yeah. Everybody's getting blown up. People give Transformers shit, but you know what? Transformers was a fun movie to watch. Thanks, Michael Bay. You're like, you're seeing a milk truck driving, and all of a sudden it blows up. You're like, milk was explosive? What the fuck, Michael Bay? <laughs> I've heard of explosive diarrhea after milk, but this is a whole new level. Oh my God. All right. Bad boys. Good pickup. Nice. Uh, Definitely better than Transformers, Dylan. You're wrong there. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was. Well, hold on, I didn't say the Transformers was better. I just said it was fun. When we get to 2000s movies, I hope that Transformers doesn't get brought up. It'll get brought Dustin's up. But I don't think it'll get like, <laughs> Dustin's like, damn it, I fucking love Bumblebee. <laughs> I don't think Transformers was winning any awards. No, was it? I don't. Oh, I don't no. know. Yeah. Teen Choice Award, Nickelodeon Award, probably. True. Maybe. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, what, they, what they did to Bumblebee alone just to like get in with the GM product placement, Ugh. inexcusable. Did you see the new Bumblebee movie? Not yet. It wasn't bad. 
wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Nice. All right. Big D. Okay. I am going to go into this round, into the second round, with my pick being Goldeneye. That's right. I'm taking a James Bond film. Why? Because you know when a James Bond film comes out, that's going to be a film that you talk about around the water cooler. First of all, you're going to be talking about the cars, the gadgets, the people. Not only is this a Bond film, right? You love a spy film. You love the mystery. You love the suits. Um, But... It's kind of groundbreaking because you're coming out of the kind of lackluster Dalton era into the new era of Pierce Brosnan, okay? And not only do you have Pierce Brosnan on the scene taking the role as Bond, but you also have, for the very first time, Judy Dench playing That's, that's Dame. Oh, Judy I'm Dench. sorry. Dame Excuse Judy you. Dench. Respect. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> you just got slapped with facts. I know. So Dame Slap. Judy Dench. Um, who is a badass and will like continue to play M um, up until recently. I don't think she'll be in the newest film. Um, well, they kind of pass it off to like uh, Ralph Fiennes like a little bit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Goldeneye, James Bond, love a Bond film. So it has to come in in the second round. Plus, I mean. I mean, you got to talk about the GoldenEye video game. I know, but yes. that's the fucking thing. Yes. The game yep. is so much better than the movie. Yeah, also like, true. Yep. Like, GoldenEye on 64, untouchable, arguably Goat. the best game Goat. on the 64. The movie, the only reason people know that fucking movie is because the game was fire. Sorry. I, I watched the movie <laughs> probably a decade after I was obsessed with that game. Dude, the golden game. And then I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, it's the game. Oh, that's why it's in the game. Oh, there's the game. Like, it was just game, game, game. Wait, is there a golden gun in the movie? I think so. Yeah. I don't. What? Hold on. Let's look it up. Also, while you're looking that up, I got to say, like, I feel like Pierce Brosnan doesn't get enough respect. I thought he was a really good Bond. Natural pick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a solid Bond. Like, one of my favorites is Tomorrow Never Dies. Like, I think that's a great movie. Like, it's got, like, the like they go into North Korea and blow shit up. Like, it's good. <laughs> I mean, that's why I brought it up, dude, because the, the Pierce Brosnan era is, like, it's the era before Bond goes dark. No offense to Craig. Like, Craig's a great Bond, but, like, Pierce Brosnan, he kind of brought, like, a suaveness to the character that's been lost since then. The character's kind of gritty now. Well, he, he kind of did, like, a modern interpretation of Connery. Like, yeah. he, mm-hmm. he's, he's smooth AF, but yet he still kicks ass. Yes. Versus Daniel Craig's just, like... My life sucks. Everything sucks. The world sucks. There's all these conspiracies going on. It's like, all right, man. Which, which came first, the the Nolan Batman reboot? Oh, or get out of my brain! I was literally about to ask the same thing. There's a, there's a similar that dar- that darkness, and I don't know to what extent that Batman movie and, and Nolan's style and what he was bringing to the party like influence some other movies. Like we that oh grittiness, we need, yeah, that grittiness. We need to be mm-hmm. serious. Like we need to add this edge. Batman's and hardcore. Yeah. Yes. Well, what was the first... Um, Batman the Begins first? comes first. So 2005. Okay, so that yeah. makes sense. It, That's it probably good. did influence the way Bond went because yeah. it redefined Batman. They were like, let's redefine Bond. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that Bond goes in a bad direction either. I love the new Bond films, um, especially... Oh, uh, I don't. I can't remember the name of it. Um, Spectre? Skyfall? Spectre. No, Skyfall. Skyfall yes. was good. Skyfall was so good. But again, Pierce Brosnan. This might already be out there in, in, in the world, or maybe it's already been decided. I'm just not paying attention. Who would the next best Bond be? Idris Elba. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. 
they were going to bring him in, and then people lost their shit. And it's like, whoa, 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 James whoa, James Bond could be black. Like, what's yeah. what's the problem? And James Bond is like a code. Double yeah, a seven. Yeah, it's a code name. It's a code yeah. name. It's not. A, it's yeah. not one guy. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. Yeah, they're tripping. Did you see that they're bringing on? Um, they're rebooting Superman. And they're bringing on yes. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I like Anisha told me that, and I said, "Oh damn! Like Superman's going to be black." I was like, "There's no reason Ta-Nehisi Coates would come on unless they were doing Black Superman." That's cool. So people are going to lose their shit, but fuck you, people. Yeah, they need to change up Superman anyway. I mean, Superman. I don't know. Like, I I think Superman can be a cool character. This is a different conversation, y'all. But like. <laughs> It can be a cool, he can be a cool character, but he can be bland as hell, too. He can be just like, he's bread. too OP, dude. Well, too OP. I feel like Superman's, uh, this is the last thing, I, the Superman suffers from the same thing that Captain America suffers from. No. They're both like, like no. the way too straight edge. No, you know? shut up. Not the, not the same. <laughs> They're not the same. Captain America can get his ass whooped. Yeah. Superman well, cannot get his I'm ass whooped. I'm talking about whooped. like personality wise. I like Captain America's personality. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yep, Corey, it's your pick. Uh, okay. Um, going for a little bit of, uh, of, uh, range in the picks here. So family, family favorite starts, starts me off and I'm, I'm going to have to go with clueless when I'm thinking about nice. influence That's on my list. Yeah. Um, it is, it's got some good social commentary. There's some decent laughs as, if. um, as if, uh, I remember hearing the radio commercial for that uh, movie and just being like, yes, please. <laughs> uh, and also, it gives us um, American treasure Paul Rudd. Um, oh, who, the ageless uh, one. The ageless one, absolutely. Ageless. Um, so, yeah, Clueless uh, is something that I think holds up uh, pretty well. I can go back to it. I can dive into that movie, movie at any moment mm-hmm. um, and, and have a good time. And so I think, I think Clueless is, is top notch. The 90s staple, absolutely. Yeah, Clueless was on my pick. I didn't think it would go this early. I know. I saw some, there's a few I want to see sneak through to. The, yeah, uh, the I internet. thought it would wiggle my way, but mm-hmm. alas, it has not. <whistles> All right, y'all, it's time for halftime, and no, we gonna, we're going to walk into yes. the lounge. We're going to take a seat. Dylan's got a little bit of stuff for us. Going to be chilling with Dylan. What's good? Yo. I just want to talk really briefly, and I mean briefly, um, about one movie in particular from 1995 that <sighs> holds a special place in my heart. Um, you know, when you're just sitting at home watching TV, this is back before streaming, and you catch a movie like in the middle or near the beginning, and you start watching it. Well, this is one of those movies for me. And for some reason, it was always on. It was always on like USA or some network like that. And here's a quote from Rotten Tomatoes, an audience review. Don't get me wrong. This is not a good movie, but it isn't a complete disaster. And that kind of embodies the feeling of this film. I'm talking about Waterworld. <laughs> Matt, you know what I'm Waterworld. Have y'all seen this film? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And the fact that you're about to talk shit about it is going to break my heart. I'm not talking shit. I just want to talk about it a little bit because it's, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't put it on my list. But I think it's important um, and fun to talk about because it's a cool movie to watch. The set pieces are interesting. It's For those who don't know, it's set in 2,500 when the sea level has somehow risen 25,000 feet, which is, uh, I don't know, a lot. Um, at the time, it was the most expensive film ever made. And it was really famous because the filmmakers 
they they kind of blew up media by saying like at like before the film even came out in the US, oh, we're not going to make money off this film. We spent too much money. Like what? Why why are you telling everyone that? It's already got a bad reputation. It was doomed from the start. That's all people were talking about and <laughs> and when that movie was coming out is how expensive it was. So then the expectations were like, well, this better blow my mind. And it did not. And so <laughs> it's absolutely doomed to get criticism. And like, this is this is the most expensive movie of all. This? Really? Is that what people were saying? Like, when uh, when it came out? Oh, all, like every, uh, like in anticipation for the movie, everything was about cost, how much it, it, it cost. Wow. Dude, that movie's dope. I love that movie. It's so fucking sweet. If you go to Universal Studios, they still have the Waterworld show. You can go and watch. And it holds up. They still have the plane come and crash in. You're like, what the fuck? How did a pontoon plane come and land in here? How are half of us not dead? This is crazy. That's so cool. It's so dope. The jet ski tricks that they yes. do. Man, iconic. Yeah, I don't know. It got some criticism, though, because, I don't know, let's be honest. Okay, in a world where there's no landmass and everyone's on these floating islands... Um, the bad guys, first of all, they're called smokers, which is kind of cool because I used to smoke cigarettes and I don't know. I, for some reason, I you thought you were a bad boy. I, I'm uh, a smoker. I kind of think gonna cigarettes smoke are kind of cool. Cigarette. What kind of cigarette you got? A menthol? <laughs> <laughs> Men menthol crush. Um. <laughs> God damn it. I was joking. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's a callback. Um, but so they were called the smokers because they always had cigarettes on them. Dude, where are you growing your tobacco? And then somehow they had like an uh, uh, like oil from a tanker that they were fueling their jet skis on that was still left over. I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. Then like some of the acting, well, it's not that great. Kevin Costner is kind of a stiff actor, but I still think it was so cool. The set pieces, the costumes, even I mean the smokers were kind of like even though they were hamming it up, they were kind of cool too. So I like Waterworld. And eventually it did make its money back after it went to VHS. The, the things that made that fun is that are also make it campy. And I think part of the problem was you can't have that much camp with those kind of dollar signs. Yes. And I think that's why it ultimately failed, even though it is a blast. And it is yeah. something that you could dive in and just kind of like, and if you, if you start thinking about it, you can have fun like making fun of it, or you can just like dive into that crazy world. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the camping costs just don't go together. Yeah. Guess how much the state of Hawaii made off this film. Just put a number out there. Fuck. I don't know. Now are we talking about like to date, how much they made or just in 95 from the filming from just the filming, just process. the filming process. I'm going to say 10 million, 10 million. 10 million. Damn. I'll say 70 million, 70 million, 25, 25. Corey's closest state of Hawaii made $35 million for them. dollars right. from just the filming alone. I mean, that's crazy. Well, they need, they need that shit to move their garbage over to Oregon. So <laughs> is that where their garbage goes? Yeah. Yeah. There's they, no they, on Hawaii. Yeah, they, they put a fucking, they, they tried landfills for a little bit and then they're quickly like, Oh hell no. We are destroying paradise. Put that shit on a barge, send it to a state. And Oregon was like, Hey friend, we'll take it. Hey friend, we'll take it over here. <laughs> they were like, "Sweet, take our trash." <gasps> wow, real shit. Yeah. So check out Waterworld. Check it out. Go to Universal Studios and watch the Waterworld show. Sit in the front. You'll get wet. It's dope. <laughs> All right. Before we get into round three, let's do a quick recap. Corey has Toy Story and Clueless. Great two picks. 
Dylan has Apollo 13 and Goldeneye. Also great picks. Matt, Jumanji, and Bad Boys. These teams are looking stacked. And I've got seven in Braveheart. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. These teams are stacked. This is as neck and neck as the draft we've had in a while. Dylan, don't blow it, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have a really great start. Don't blow it. What? Yeah, you got no pressure, this. No hey, pressure. Hey, yeah. you got this. Okay. Patting you from a side across the room. Asset lens here, folks. Asset lens. Oh, uh, yeah, whatever. Corey. Round <laughs> three. You have the first pick around three. All right, so I'm going to uh, go into the action-adventure-ish realm here with this pick. And um, it, it is memorable for me because part of watching the movie, similar to what we're talking about with, with Seven, what's in the box? Um, this movie, it's the, it's the reveal that is part of the, the joy of watching it, which, of course, I was 17. I was in high school. So some a-hole high school kid ruins the reveal for me. Son of a bitch. That being said... In spite of that, The Usual Suspects is an absolutely yes. rock solid. Yes. Kaiser Sose. It's yep. a rock solid um, movie, cop movie, crime movie. Um, the, the storytelling is just so solid. The way that they build that up to have that payoff in the end. Storytelling, I think, is some of the best on the, on the list of 95 movies. That was the one I was torn between Braveheart and The Usual Suspects. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. very nice. That's good. The classic Who Done It. Is it me now? Yeah. Wow. I guess so, yeah. All right. Well, I'm kind of torn. I want to go family friendly. So I'm torn between two picks, but I'm going to go in this route. Okay. Disney, this was an interesting year for Disney. They were competing against themselves three times over, right? There's three movies there's Toy Story, unless I'm missing one. There's Toy Story, there is a goofy movie, and then. There is Pocahontas. I'm picking Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Okay, and so uh, Pocahontas may not be a film. I don't know. It may not be a film that a lot of people watch now, but I think it's really important, and here's why. It offers like a view of Native Americans in a major media franchise that isn't like some weird cowboys and Indian shit, and that is is super important. The protagonist, the protagonist is female and she's super cool. Um, and here's, here's one interesting tidbit. All right. About her. There's not a man writing in to save her as the protagonist. She fucking saves John Smith from getting his head cracked open in that film. Um, also she has a really cool song, um, during the film, uh, colors of the wind. Um, now is the film problematic? Yes. Right? Is it a realistic like depiction of First Nations American Indian folks? Um, I would say no. But at the time, it was a very popular film. Um, and I would even say that it's like a benchmark for like progressing in our uh, depictions of Native Americans in media. Um, so that's why I've chose Pocahontas. Nice. Nice. Pocahontas. Solid pick. Still gets representation in the park, so... Well, it does a good job, too, of, like, you know, a lot of, like, U.S. history, like, we're all history teachers, has been portrayed from very much, like, a colonist point of perspective. This, like, still takes place in that general time period, but it flips it, and where now Pocahontas is the main focus rather than John Smith, even though John Smith is still a big character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, on to me. Hmm. I'm torn. There's several. I'm picking a comedy here. 
but there's several of them that I, I am very much interested in. But I'm going to go with one that I think stacks up a little bit better than some of the rest. I'm going to go with Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Ooh, Tommy Boy. Legendary. Nice. Chris Farley, the GOAT. All right. You're talking about 90s SNL guys. Yes, Adam Sandler's probably had the biggest longevity. I mean, career-wise, when you're talking about Spade, Sandler, um, Rob Schneider, like all of them. Like, Sandler definitely has had the longevity, but Chris Farley was a king amongst kings in his day. Unfortunately, he died a little too early because of, uh, I'm pretty sure, overdose, right? But, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Tommy Boy followed by Black Sheep and all that. Classic, classic, classic comedies. David Spade's funny as the kind of like the unwilling sidekick in there, but the premise is just like so approachable. It's like, what happens when you have a very like privileged kid who's gone off to college? He's like, he's Van Wilder before Van Wilder, right? Like he's loving (laughs) life. He's living up in college, and then his dad dies, and it's like, Tommy, you got to save the uh, the company. You got to save Callahan, all our parts. And he's like, I don't know the first thing about doing this. And he bumbles, and he messes up time and time and time and time again. But he learns as he goes along, and he slowly saves the business. And Rob Lowe is in that movie. And Rob Lowe is the bad guy, another ageless one. Asshole. Right? He is an mm-hmm. asshole in that movie, but Rob Lowe's a great villain. He Too many times he's not like a corny guy, but... He's a great villain in that movie. And I just love Chris Farley to death. Like, one of the best, like, physical comedy comedians of all time. Absolutely. Of all time. So true. It doesn't matter the decade. He, again, was a king amongst kings. And, again, unfortunately died too early. But Tommy Boy, still to this day, you can watch that. A double feature with that and Black Sheep, and you're going to laugh your ass off every single time. Sometimes you live in a van down by the river. Exactly. Matt Foley. (laughs) And and you don't have that kind of physical comedy anymore. Like, when when you're watching a lot of the comedies... Um, like the Judd Apatow kind of that style comedy, you just don't have that. It's more dry humor now. Absolutely, it's sarcastic and it's dry. Mm -hmm. But just the straight up physical comedy, like when he's in the plane, yeah. When he when he pulls in the 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 flotation device and he starts freaking out, like (laughs) I'm I can't not laugh. Or the talk about uh, catchphrase, flat guy guy in a little coat. Another catchphrase he has when he bangs his head. Oh, that's gonna hurt. Right or like when no, he, that's gonna leave a mark. That's, that's gonna, gonna leave. That's a mark. gonna leave a mark. Yeah. And also like he's in. There's a the shot where he's in like with a rep, and he's like he's talking about the brake pads, and he's going through like the mock <laughs> the mock accident with the cars. Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so one of the best. I mean, comments. we're laughing just talking about exactly. It. Like, we, yeah. like, proves my point. There's a great video on YouTube. You have to look it up of him coming in and doing. Um, I think it's a Letterman interview, and he runs into the studio. Runs, picks up an audience member over his shoulder, runs out the back door of the studio and like dumps him in the trash can and then comes back, does a flip, uh, and then sits down for the interview. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> That's Let's crazy. Go. American treasure. Uh, good pick. Tommy Boy's, I think Tommy Boy's his best movie. Absolutely. It's really, yeah. really good. It's fire. All right. Third pick for me, which means I know my team. I've already got it written down now. There you go. You didn't take my pick. Thanks. Damn. I'm so stoked. I try. For my third pick, I'm going to take the classic Friday. Oh! Corey's showing me his list, and he's like, fuck, I'm Crossing marking it off Friday. Friday's the best. That's, dude, that's one of the top movies of the decade. Ice Ice Cube, Chris Tucker, mm-hmm. Regina King, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Debo, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I don't steal, or I don't kill, I steal. Big perm. Big perm. <laughs> Smokey, you fucking with my money. You's like fucking with my emotions. God, that movie's so good. It's so quotable. It's Absolutely. so good. I mean, yeah. how many Fridays do you start the day with? 
It's Friday. I ain't got shit. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. That Yeah, Anisha and I talk about, in the podcast, having moments where Chris Tucker would come up and be like, damn. <laughs> and I, what I particularly love about the movie is that it all happens within the span of a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just one day following, following the characters through. It's like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, a little glimpse of what life might be like down in Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, um, at least like going through one day where you're trying to get some shit done, but not like really that much shit done. It's really relatable too. Like how many times when you're early twenties, have you just sat on the porch a little bit and kind of like been like, Oh, we should do some shit. You know, like we got that thing to do. We can do it later. It's fine. Right. (laughs) Smoke a little bit of weed. Yeah. Just chill. Yeah. Actually, I think he says, I steal. I don't kill. I would if I would have not corrected myself. I would have heard about it. So had to correct that. But yeah, Friday third pick, solid. That's gonna wrap up the third round. Uh, hope you're popping your chest in your car as you're listening to this with the funky vibes that are cosmic connections. Ooh, that's right. It's my segment, and you know where I'm gonna take you on a trip into the future. Thanks, meow, to, meow, meow. thanks to Corey's pick. <laughs> that first pick, that McDonald's pick. He said, I don't know if there's a McDonald's pick. There's a fucking McDonald's pick. It is Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story is the movie of 95, late 95. Still counts. But still the movie. It changes Disney, period. It's not even owned by Disney at this point. It's just distributed by Disney at this point. This movie was so successful that Pixar was like, we're going to make a second one. And Disney was like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, we're not going to distribute that shit in theaters. We're not doing it. You know why? Because Walt Disney himself was adamantly against sequels. That's why before Toy Story 2, you don't see a Disney sequel in theaters. Because that was against Walt's wishes. His exact quote, you can't top pigs with more pigs. It went all the way back to when he was making Three Little Pig cartoons. You can't make a second Three Little Pig cartoon that's going to be better than the first one. So he was like, we're not doing that shit with movies. He did Snow White. People wanted Snow White too. He said, no, we ain't doing that. We're doing something new. Always do something new for the fans. Well, Toy Story was so hot in 95, the McDonald's pick, because it was hot. So good. They were, John Lasseter was like, we need to make another one of these. And Steve Jobs was the one who was in cahoots with him. And Steve Jobs was like, make that shit. <laughs> make <laughs> it. Send. Make it if Disney doesn't doesn't capitulate with our demands then you know what we'll take it somewhere else because toy story one was so big we can do that and toy story was like no nah, or disney was like no nah, no 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 up until the last minute and then the movie got done they were like fuck all right and since <laughs> then disney has been down to do sequels uh-huh. not a bunch of them but they still do animated sequels now and that's all because of toy story 1995 doesn't uh, Pixar usually do a sequel every other or other other movie? So it's not really a pattern-based thing. It's more of a universe and the director's willingness to come back. Because it's like after Incredibles, they wanted to do a second one. Mm-hmm. But the director didn't want to come back until there was like a story that was good enough to warrant him coming back. There's no Because again, you can't top pigs with more pigs. Yeah. If that second one's not going to be as good as the first one, What's the point? point. Mm-hmm. Look at Frozen 2. They were so quick to announce, oh, we're doing Frozen 2. And that movie was forgettable. I don't remember anything about that movie. I didn't even know it came out. And I'm a Disney fan. There you go. Yeah. 
But there are some IP, like, Cars does not get enough love because the Cars trilogy is fire. I know that Cars 2 isn't the greatest. But Cars problems. 1 and Cars 3, oh my God, Cars 3, it deserved to happen. Great franchise. Great franchise. But none of that is none of that can happen without Toy Story. And they're still making Toy Stories. Mm-hmm. Between the four movies, the shorts, and they're talking about making a fifth Toy Story, and they're making a Buzz Lightyear movie. Damn. Shh. A buzz? Did you know this? No. What are you? Are you serious? I'm. Dude, I'm there is excited. a there is a teaser trailer, and it's like it's not Buzz Lightyear the toy. It is Buzz Lightyear the human. It is the story of Buzz Lightyear, like the real and, Buzz Lightyear. And are we gonna have what's the uh, the the evil? We don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. It's just Who, we just know that he's a space cadet. Who's the toy wow. evil guy? Zerg? Zerg. Zerg. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we don't know if Zerg's in it, but and I'm not trying to say it's it's not live action. It's still computer animated, but he's not a toy, and he's not like a character. Like he's a person in a world, and he's yeah, it's gonna be freaking Al- dope. Almost kind of like if they were to like you see this in in Toy Story two, where it's like Woody has his cartoon. It's like almost like they're doing that, but Buzz Lightyear version, but he's not a toy. No, it's almost like the toy is inspired by a real person. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. It'd be like well, like. Buzz Buzz Lightyear is inspired by Buzz Aldrin, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that, but the Buzz of that universe. Very cool, dude. I heard about it. I haven't seen the teaser though, so that's cool. It's real short, and it's not a lot. It's, it's you see him, and you're like, "What? Oh my god, this is gonna be sick!" And guess who? It, y'all don't even know Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear. They got oh! Captain America coming in as Buzz Lightyear. How perfect is that? How perfect? Awesome. That's so perfect. Chris oh. Evans is perfect for that. You know, no matter how many Toy Stories get released, I will go see each and every oh, one because they're all good. Uh, they're all yes. good. The fourth one, though, didn't need to be made. Sorry, Pixar. Not trying to shit on you, but didn't need to happen. It was beautiful. Visually beautiful. Story Third one was the best. Third one, the third it was one the perfect was, ending in the third one. Yeah, like it was because I grew up with Toy Story. It was like that was me. Andy was me. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, I'm crying because yeah. those are my Passing toys to that the I next just generation. gave away. What am I doing? <gasps> yeah, I like Sporky though. Sporky was fun. I made some of my own toys. I don't know. Toy Story, I think, is a great uh, illustration also of how a lot of the movies on this list are super accessible. Like, we've talked about being able to just, like, drop into a movie and watch it. I think Toy Story, Toy Story 1, I can I can drop in. I don't have to think or, or like, my emotions, like, aren't going to, like, go way up or down. It's just a great, solid movie. Toy Story 3 is, like, I'm crying in the movie theater, right? Toy yeah. Story 3. I'm so emotional right yes. now. It's, 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 uh, it, it, it's, it's tough um, to, to dive into a movie like that. So there, there's something I really like about this list, about 95, where these movies... Uh, they're they're just a little easier. I mean, seven is disturbed. Like there are some elements that are that are tough, <laughs> but they're just easier to watch. Movies these days just demand a lot of me. Sometimes, like I have mm. to, like they're really clever. Um, but sometimes I just need Chris Farley exactly. to like put run on, into shit, put on a yes. small coat. Yeah, there you go. right. That's all you need. Even shows are trending in that way where you really have to pay attention. Well, like Wandavision. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about. Well, yeah. Like yeah. I tried to get my dad onto Wandavision, and he just couldn't get into it because you have to pay attention. It's a slow burn. Specific, mm-hmm. like very specifically to what's happening over those nine episodes, and then you have to have the kind of mind that connects that to all the shit that happened before in the twenty-three MCU, movie arc. So yeah. then you're just like, uh, "Am I reading a book?" He's not yeah. a book guy, mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, yeah. No, you can blame The Sopranos for all that shit, in my opinion. I love The yeah. Sopranos. Just binged it. It's great. 
Gandolfini, one of the best actors ever. But man, you can blame that. You can blame them for all that. It's a turning point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. We're three rounds in. Round four. Time to get into that fourth round. You know it's my pick again. Dylan had mentioned how Disney was pumping out the movies that year. Actually, they pumped out two and Pixar made one. Disney just distributed it. Uh, but, dude, you went with the lesser pick. You went with Pocahontas <laughs> over Goofy movie? You would say that no you matter said, what. You, you no, I wouldn't. Goofy. When we were you, picking characters, you, you raved Goofy. Yeah. He's yeah. the single dad. Yeah, yeah dude. Blue like, collar single dad. Come you on You sold now. that movie. And when you started to set this up, I've been like sent. I wrote on my notepad here. I was like, please don't take my pick to Matt because I could just see Matt winding up to either take Friday or Goofy movie. And then you mentioned it. And I was like, no fucking way. Dylan is not going to crash and burn in the third round like he has. But then you pick Pocahontas, and I was like, fuck yeah, there we go. Goofy movie. Goofy movie. This movie, in 95, it was okay. People didn't need a Goofy movie. But now in 2021, people realize, oh, we did need that Goofy movie. The movie holds up today. And Powerline, that dude is such a cult character. You go to a Disney park, you will see so many people in Powerline t-shirts. Powerline's got his own merchandising now in the 2020s. Dude is hot. His songs sell on iTunes, and they've sold a lot. They got like four or five-star ratings. Not whole, five, but between four and five. That whole soundtrack is banging. Dude, that movie is banging. You already talked about it in the Disney draft, but that coming-of-age tale with Max, single dad Goofy who's just trying to take him on a fishing trip. Mm-mm. Max is just trying to get with his girl. That's a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It is. Solid. Absolutely and it spawned solid. a sequel. It spawned a sequel. I don't know if the sequel was as good as the first, but the first was so good. Eye to eye. That might come up in a future. I know. <laughs> We're doing Disney songs in the future, and that, that might come hot. up. Yeah. And the first song Max sings is really good, too. Why am I blanking on it? Um, oh, well. Yeah. Goofy movie. First pick. Fourth mm-hmm. round. Nice. Now I got my, t- my list is rounded off. Matt, it's your turn. All right, uh, I'm I am uh, I'm torn here because I want to go with my sleeper, but there's also another popular pick. But I feel like I'm gonna go with the sleeper because it's something it's it's close to my heart, and I I think it's just like a fun movie. I don't think it, it ages well at all. I don't think you could do this movie now. But heavyweights, heavyweights, heavyweights. Yep, I've never heard of that. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Ben Stiller? It's a classic. It's so good. I mean, he it's basically like if you took Revenge of the Nerds and then you made it into like Fat Camp. That's essentially what heavyweights is. All right. So there's this baller camp that seems like it's the coolest camp. And I was a little bit of a chubby kid, so I like super identified with this this film. But this seems like the best camp. And then suddenly the owners are like, oh, well, we're going to sell the camp. And then this like. In the middle of the fucking season. Exactly. And then you got this douchebag, Ben Stiller, who's I think his name's like Tony. And he's a fitness guru. Yeah. So he's coming in. He's like, I'm going to whip these fat kids into shape. <laughs> and then predictably it all goes there. It's like miserable. It ends up being like a prison camp. And they like, they have to do all these exercises. There's a guy named Lars. Like it's all, it's terrible. He's totally German. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to do these exercises. Uh, and then they like stash away all the candy and stuff. Goldberg from Mighty Ducks is in there, and he yep. gets traumatized. He's got like, like PTSD from like being brainwashed by these health nuts. And then there's the rival camp across the lake, who are a bunch of rich kids who are a bunch of pricks. 
And eventually, like, the kids at the camp, they win. They push out Tony, and they take over because they actually take him hostage. And is they, he, like, is torture him. Is he Kenan him. in it? Yeah, he's in it. Kenan Thompson is in it. Okay. And then they eventually have, like, these, like, super badass, like, decathlon, like, Olympic-style competition. They beat the crap out of the rich kids, and they're like, yeah, heavyweights camp, yeah. Dude, don't forget David Bowie makes an appearance. Yeah. Dude, that fucking go-kart race at the end. So good. Jerry kicks ass. So dope. And, I mean, obviously, again, this is not a movie I don't think you could do nowadays. But back in 95, that movie... Cult classic, a sleeper pick, a true diamond in the rough. Ben Stiller, young Ben Stiller, killing it. He does right. like 10 backflips in that yeah. cafeteria. <laughs> Impressive. Right? And Dude. then they legitimately like torture him. To yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with the, the fun kid, like the kids rebelling and kicking ass film at the end. So there you go. It's and funny. Anyways. Oh, go for it. It was Judd Apatow film, too. And in terms of like, I think he helped write it at least. So, I mean, that's, like, Judd Apatow, like, goes on to make so many killer movies. So, it's a legacy film, for sure. Such a good sleeper in the fourth Yeah, Yeah, that's a good pick. It's a good pick. You say that it couldn't be made nowadays, and you're probably right. But it's interesting, because if you had people watch it nowadays, they'd be down for that oh, shit. Oh, for sure. They'd be like, fuck yeah, this is great. This is a great movie. Doesn't matter who it is, but if they made a brand new and they'd be like, this is so insensitive to fat people. Yeah. Like you couldn't Man. have a kid's fat camp, essentially. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. That movie's sick. Good Such pick. Such a good movie. Good Solid. Pick. Dylan, fourth pick. Ooh, this is a hard one. I'm looking at my list. I'm like, how do I want to finish off my whole set? You want to finish strong? I want to finish strong. So I'm going, I'm going with an action flick. Okay. And you may have you may have played this video game before. In fact, I want you to get over here. I'm talking about Mortal Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Mortal Kombat. In fact, I mean Mortal Kombat's just so fun. It's such an a fun action flick. It's it, is it campy? Yeah, but like also I think the actors kind of take it seriously too. It's also got some like cool special effects and and it spawns sequels. And there's going to be a new Mortal Kombat film coming out. Will it be good? Nice. I don't know. It's not going to be as good as the original, though. I mean, Bullshit. It's going to be better. You think so? Fuck yeah. The tra- have you seen the trailer for the I new have, one? And I it looks so good. I wasn't that psyched. Dude. It's... I don't know. I'm, well, ho- I'm withholding reservations. You like Seagram's ginger ale. So. You know what? <laughs> ginger ale is a delicious beverage. And I will I will. I, I mean, I like that ginger ship. ale. <laughs> it's good. I didn't know it was that. Whatever. You know what? I love Mortal Kombat. It's so cool. And uh, I think a lot of people out there also like Mortal Kombat. I mean, talk about catchphrases. Get over here. Finish him. Finish him. We literally we, use yeah, round one, that. two, three, and four. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. Round four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we like Mortal Kombat here. So iconic. I, you know what also makes me think about, um, and this is a little bit for the video game, but that conversation of Billy Madison <laughs> where they're like, I think Donkey Kong is a better game than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> well, know? I mean, in terms of total game, I yeah. Mortal Kombat's an iconic game, though. No doubt. So yeah. is Donkey Kong. Yeah. But we're I getting don't know. into a different category we are. here. We're we bringing up, yeah. Anyway, Mortal Kombat. Billy Madison, 95 movie. That's why it's relevant. <laughs> yeah. Mortal Kombat, iconic, so important for 1995. And I think it's part of a greater legacy of like those kind of cheesy kids slash teens um, martial arts movies that were 
comment at the time, like Warriors of Vor- Virtue. I don't know if y'all remember that one. When did the Super Mario movie come out? Ooh, I'll check. Because I'm wondering, is Mortal Kombat one of the first like video game movies? Mm-hmm. The one with Bob Hoskins? Like that, that Mario movie? 1993. That's the only Mario movie I know. Okay. Where it's like kind of space dystopian sort of, and Yoshi's supposed to be bad. Bad dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 93. So Mortal Kombat is up there, though, in one of the first like video game movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid. Legacy pick for sure. Mm-hmm. You didn't blow it completely. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That was I was giving you props. <laughs> That's a backhanded compliment, my man. Damn. Okay. Hey, that was a good pick. There's Mortal Kombat. Al- there's also Last Starfighter, but that's not like about a real video game, but it's about video games. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't, so, I don't think that counts, but it's not like a, a franchise. Just trying to think about like video game movies. And then what was the Fred Savage one where he like competitively plays? Is that the War Games? Wait. What's no, the, no. The War Games. That's is Matthew, Matthew Broderick. 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 Yeah. 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 Would you oh, like to play a game? Damn, The Last Starfighter, 1984. So there's a great legacy of Oh, and there's movies. Tron. Tron. Tron is based yeah. on a game. Yep. I don't know if that's a real game, but... Yeah. Okay, yeah, so video game movies. That but I wonder about like video game movies directly based yeah, yeah. off like, like the content from the game. Like a franchise. Yeah. That has to be a draft sometime, right? Are Why the enough? fuck haven't they made a live-action Super Mario movie? Well, they did. In 93? Yeah. Yeah, but that sucked. I know. They, they're doing a new Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat has had sequels. They weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you make sequels doesn't mean they're good. Corey, it's your pick. We're going Close on tangents. Yeah. All right. So 95, one of the things, um, if you know, looking at the early 90s, you're starting to see uh, indie movies really start to uh, get some... Get some attention and also uh, foreign films. So I wanted to go outside of the United States for my last one. Um, movie in uh, 1995, City of Lost Children. It is a, uh, a French movie that is freaky deaky. Um, it is uh, like like stylistically, um, I think that it influences a whole bunch. It has this really like really dark quality to it, um, like visually. Uh, it's got it's it's also science fiction. It also has this like childlike wonder element to it. Um, the guy who plays um, Hell Hellboy, uh, Ron Perlman. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Ron Perlman is in it as like this big strong man who can't really talk. Um, and so, because I don't think that he is French, um, <laughs> but just just visually, there's like just so many so many striking images from this movie. Um, that you're going to see repeated in a bunch of American movies uh, over the, the later years of the 90s. Um, so it, it ends up having this really big influence on, um, on American movies, just the, just the way that it looks and, and having that like uh, sci-fi um, uh, sort of dark fantasy world um, is going gonna, is gonna to bleed over into the, into the state. So City of Lost Children. Dude, great, pick. great pick. And the director, Jean-Pierre Genet. Uh, Genet, also did Amelie. Yeah, he did Amelie too. Which yep. is legendary. So, and there you see that, the, like the, the look of that movie where there's, a, like, even though it's, it's this sort of like fantasy world, it's kind of a romantic comedy-ish movie. There's like that filter that he puts on everything. Everything has this like green hue to it. Um, so so it's, it ends up creating this like, this world, this mood world. Um, that really carries through in the in the in the film. There was something about like the angle 
that a lot of 90s films directed at. They like directed at an angle. I don't know what that film technique is called, but do you know what I'm talking like about? Like if you're just like askew? It, yeah, it's like askew, it's right? It's a du- Dutch angle is what it's called. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, they use a lot of that, a lot of like super, super close-ups to where mm. it's like almost like uncomfortable how close you are to somebody's face. And then you have a bunch of, like in that movie, there's a bunch of face actors that are just really really dynamic with their face. So you have those hyper close-ups plus all of the faces. Um, and you'll, that pattern you're going to see in things like the Guy Ritchie films like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. Um, you'll see those kind of techniques that are going to start to just become kind of staples that we take for granted. Amazing pick. Yeah. You sold me on it. <laughs> I did not, hear, I've not heard of that. So nope, we got to find the service to stream it on. That's what we'll do during the break. But before then, we need to make our cases for our teams. Mm -hmm. I was the fourth pick, which means I got to go first. That was the wrong timer. I don't want to give myself two minutes. Try that again. All right, so my team consists of seven, Braveheart, Friday, and a goofy movie. If you haven't seen any of these movies, get on it. Seven, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, crime, drama, suspense, Thriller, you don't know what's going to happen in the end. What's in the box? Watch it and find out. You won't be disappointed, but you might be a little disappointed because it's like, what the fuck? It's a fucked up shit. It's a fucked up shit. Good movie, though. Solid movie of 95. Braveheart won the Academy Award. Almost three hours long. Still made over $75 million in the box office. It's got history in the genre, and it still made $75 million in the box office. William Wallace. Y'all, this movie was directed and starred Mel Gibson. It's a big movie. Check it out. If you haven't, vote for my team because it's got the action that you want to see. Seven's got that crime suspense that you want to see. You want a good laugh? Tune into Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. They're going to make you laugh. So We already said it. So many quotable moments in that movie. Damn. You got knocked the fuck out. Mm. I still, I don't kill. And then finally... Goofy me- Oh, dude, fuck the <laughs> Friday. We didn't even talk about pour some damn milk on that cereal. Pour some damn water on that cereal. You ain't got milk, pour some water on that. I'm gonna waste the cereal. Goofy movie. Goofy, single dad, pulling at Dylan's heartstrings. Story of Max growing up, power line, go. <laughs> damn, I didn't talk no shit. I normally always talk shit, but you know what? Hey, you're pumping yourself up. There you go. Check it yeah. out. You know what it is. Good Matt, list. you're up next. All right, so recap my team. I have Jumanji. I got Bad Boys, Tommy Boy, and Heavyweights. Start off with Jumanji, one of Robin Williams' classic movies, and it's still going on today. They rebooted it with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Last I checked, Dwayne The Rock Johnson attaches his name to some pretty good franchises, does he not? And that starts with Jumanji, the classic, right? Robin, Robin Williams. Again, what else do you need? Bad Boys. I mean, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, at, when they are legit bad boys, the cops, they got to do the dirty stuff, but they also got the buddy comedy. It's great. Michael Bay, I mean, you name it. All right, they're taking down narcos in Miami. It's just a classic action movie where the cops are like, the job needs to get done, and they get the job done with some humor mixed in between. Tommy Boy, I mean, the goat of physical comedy, Chris Farley. What else do you need? We've already quoted it enough around this table. I don't even need to talk about that movie. And then Heavyweights, a cult classic where the kids rise up and they defeat the evil Ben Stiller, Tony, who's trying to make them Eat healthy and exercise? Hell no. It's the 90s. We're all about having fun at summer camp, eating candy, chips, and beating the crap out of the rich kids across the lake. (laughs) What else do you need? And to end the movie, a badass go-kart race? I mean, come on. That's a sleeper hit in the fourth round, where as a child, you know you love that movie. When it came on the Disney Channel, you're watching that beginning to end. 
for sure. And outside of that, I love everybody's draft, so I have nothing really bad to say. That's time. Because you didn't take all the time, so. It's true. Dylan, you ready? Yeah. All right, so let's recap. I got Apollo 13, I got Goldeneye, Pocahontas, and Mortal Kombat. I got a variety. I love variety. Let's start with Apollo 13, docudrama, right? It's an example of a successful failure. Is it riveting? Yes. Is the acting great? Yes. Um, is it about a legendary mission to space? Yes. Who doesn't love space? Uh, we got Goldeneye, right? Spy action film. You get the sexy people. You get the sexy cars. You get the sexy gadgets. And it spawns a whole new franchise with the legendary Pierce Brosnan and Judy Dench. Uh, we got Pocahontas, right? Talk about representation. Pocahontas is it's super Dame important. Judy Dench. God damn it. Put some oh, respect in her mouth. Put damn. some respect on that damn name. Dame Judy Dench. My bad. All right. We got Pocahontas. Talk about representation. There it is, right? Pocahontas, again. <laughs> there it is. There, there it is. is. Um, no. There you go. That's, that's a pretty little I've got like one minute, y'all. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Action. All right. Iconic. Spawns. Spawns many different movies, has video games. Uh, there's even a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out. It's still in the public consciousness. And just to go back to Pocahontas for a second, I just want to say she saves John Smith's ass. True. He was about to get narked, and she saves him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Dramatic right. pause. <laughs> That's it. Mic drop, I think. Wasn't sure. Okay. Corey, make your case. Yeah, well, one of the first things I want to say about my list and why it's top-notch is that I've seen all of the movies. So just the fact that I've seen them all, um, I think, makes it a, a top-notch uh, list because, you know, maybe there's a movie that you haven't seen on a list. And, I mean, is it really that? I don't know. Um, so uh, starting off with my uh, my lowest pick, City of Lost Children, do you want to impress your pretentious friends and, uh, and be successful uh, in that pretentious hipster world? Go watch a French film from the 90s called City of Lost Children. You have science fiction. You have fantasy. You have kind of like dark and creepy. You have Ron Perlman. I mean, what's not to love? about that list uh next up we have the usual suspects which of course was ruined for me but that the fact that the movie was ruined for me did not detract from what great storytelling is at hand it is star-studded um and i will watch it again you you will want to watch it again even if you know what happens at the end just to be able to like do the breadcrumb trail and figure out the who done it clueless coming of age story all I need to say here is Paul Rudd, but I'll say more about the movie also. A um, little bit of social commentary. You see the main character grow over the course of the movie, and it is a window into the 90s. If you want it, like, it's a quintessential girl 90s movie or boy 90s movie because I'm a boy, and I loved it. Uh, and then finally, the reason why I, I win um, <laughs> this whole thing is the, the, the movie Toy Story. That's all I need to say. Influential. <laughs> About two minutes goes fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You didn't even have two minutes. It's ninety seconds. Oh, yeah. Ninety seconds goes fast. It goes by. I spent too much fast. time making fun of uh, of your Braveheart pick. I think is my is my problem. You linger. I mean, you it. can you can make fun of it. It's fine. I, like I said, I was like eight, seven years old, maybe. I don't think I was seven. What, when you don't want to watch three hours of William Wallace Scottish history. And Dude, when I was a kid, my parents <laughs> wouldn't let me watch Nightmare Before Christmas when it came out. It had Disney's Whoa. name connected to it. So there was no way I was going to watch this shit. Damn. I'm just giving, I'm giving, I'm putting respect on the name. <laughs> Unlike this guy over here who can't even recognize Dame. 
Damn, it's bro. Dame time. It's Dame, Dame. Well, you know, in the U.S., we don't give out honorary titles like that. So, nah, you have to pay for that property out in <laughs> out in America. We need to make our picks, which means we need to go to the box. We need to go to our little tribal council box. We've submitted our votes. Ooh, have them in my hand in the little jar. Yeah, this is always the... But there's only one of two votes. Y'all, you need to vote. You need to let us know who you think is the winner. Mm -hmm. Not just in this draft, in the ones you already listened to. Because that's the thing. We can see that you already listened to these, Mm -hmm. but you didn't vote. Come on What are you doing? Come on now. At least tell us what your draft would be. Yeah, damn. Let's get into this draft. Let's crown a studio winner, and then y'all can crown a, a winner after this. After you listen. First vote... Goes to Corey. Corey's got one vote. Ooh. Second vote. <sighs> goes to me. Ooh. Ben's got a vote. Corey's got a vote. Damn. Third vote. Oh my god, it's going to me. Oh what the fuck? Oh boy. Oh no. Oh boy. We gonna have a tie situation here? Eight ties. We have wow. a tie oh. between newcomer to the podcast, Corey, and myself. Awesome. Wow. I'm calling that a win. Yeah, that yeah. is a win. That's we tied, we tied with the W. That's, That's a win. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, bro. There you go. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you, sirs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Corey, I voted for you, so I'll just start there. I voted for your team. I like your team. That Toy Story yeah. pick, clutch pick. For sure. Definitely the McDonald's pick, but not a McDonald's pick in the sense where you're like, oh, yeah. It's good, but is it my favorite? No. Yes. yes and yes. Yes. For this one, yes, it is a McDonald's. Yes, it is my favorite. Yes, its legacy and impact is undeniable. Great pick. Yeah. Usual suspects. Again, great pick. Like, you can't argue. Doesn't that have Kevin Spacey in it, too? Yeah. Yes, it does. See, and I had Kevin Spacey on my squad. So, you know, had to kind of do that. Clueless, it was on my list. I wanted Clueless. Like I said, I thought I would be able to get it number three. Didn't make it that way. You got it. I commend that pick, sir. Good unto you. And your fourth movie, I haven't seen. But much like my movie, my second pick, I haven't seen. And I don't have a problem picking a movie out of respect. I respect the French film. I'll take the clout if I'm going to go surround myself with some people who might be (laughs) impressed with that. Yeah, Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. Sure, why not? I know some stuff. I know. I've watched other foreign films that are great. Mm -hmm. So, Corey... You got my pick. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Matt, who'd you pick for? I also vote for Corey. Ooh-wee. Nice. Uh, because, again, I feel like the the top of the top in this draft is the Toy Story. Like, once you have that on your squad, I mean, you're, you're already getting the benefit of the doubt. And then it's just a matter of, like, can you add to that and just increase your lead over everybody else? Because that's how I viewed it. Like, it's like, don't fuck it up at exactly. that point. Just don't <laughs> fucking fall and you're good. It's like, you know, if you thinking about like a race, like you're already a lap ahead with that pick, right? So then you add on clueless and usual suspects. Again, the lead is still there, right? But I mean, I, I loved everybody else's drafts. I, I would honestly watch every single movie on this list without Absolutely. a doubt, without a doubt. It's just a matter of, again, you just had the lead from the get-go. And once you have that lead, you didn't relinquish it, so... Phenomenal job for a first-time comer to the war room. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Corey's draft was great. I voted for Ben, though, because I was thinking, like, what <sighs> movies have I watched over and over again? All right? Like, have I seen uh, 
three out of four of the movies on Corey's draft, yes. Are they amazing? Yes. But like, man, Seven, Braveheart, Friday, Goofy Movie. I have straight up binged those. Oh, like, the movie ends and I just started over. <laughs> Especially yeah. Friday. That movie's so damn fun. So um, maybe that's a little bit of a selfish pick for me, but I went that way. That was Those movies are so amazing. Um, again, everyone had great picks. No complaints. Um, yeah. Uh, ben, I also chose uh, your selection. I thought that like we were on point with a lot of these. Um, two of your picks were in my top ten. Um, getting Braveheart, which again, sweeping epic, uh, great a- action movie. Seven. I mean, we we share the Kevin Spacey thing apparently, where he's going to play some like like kind of creeper uh, yeah. in a movie, uh, <laughs> which then you know, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then also Friday for the comedy. Um, so yeah, we were, action was my, was my biggest one. You had two in there and then having Friday in there as well. Um, rock solid. And then a goofy movie. You, I, that, that's the movie that I haven't seen, uh, that is on your list. And now I need to go see a goofy movie, especially mm-hmm. cause I have a four year old and what, how much fun am I going to have selecting? And it's, it might even be tonight cause tonight is movie night with the four year old. Yeah. So I could probably sell him on a goofy movie yes. and then we could yeah. watch goofy movie. Tonight. Yes, let me know. Absolutely. Let me know. It's great. Heck yeah. Yeah. This was a fun draft. This was a really fun this draft. Was a fun Super draft. Fun. We want to know what you thought of this draft. Yeah. You need to hit us up in the social medias. That's on Twitter at Draftmore. Facebook, Mount Draftmore Podcast. And on Instagram, Mount Draftmore. Mount is all spelled out. M-O-U-N-T Draftmore. Right? Hit us up. I always post a picture in the Instagram that lets you know that there's a new episode live. Once you have listened to the episode, Get on Instagram and post a comment and tell us who won. We if you need to know. Yeah, if you want to comment something else, you want to tell us how the podcast is, maybe a team that you would have gone for, tell us, and we will read it here on air. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review. We will read it. And starting soon, I'm telling, I'll put it in the Instagram. We're going to start doing little giveaways. That's oof, right. Oof. I'm going to try and incentivize you to vote. That's how hard up for your votes I am. Not for my team, for the whole Draftmore family. I want you to vote. So if you vote every two weeks, we'll do a $10 Amazon giveaway. There you go. Just put in a vote. If you vote, you're eligible to win $10. What easier way to get potentially $10? Free money. Free, literally free money. Damn, y'all. Do it. Vote. Let us know. Thanks for stopping in and listening to the show. We'll see you here at Mount Draftmore next time. (laughs) 